Welcome to the Open House Podcast with James Tatum. This podcast is about conversations that we have in the gym. Today we got George and Zach here. What's up, guys? How's it going, Coach? You know, just feeling good after this opener Saturday. The lifts are feeling pretty good. All those pulls are definitely paying off. Yeah, we've been uh, we've been doing a lot of pulls. It's about three three months of pulls, huh? So you guys are probably toast. Oh yeah, absolutely. I was, I was telling you, they're definitely paying uh, paying off though. Getting off the ground and feeling real easy. Yeah, definitely. I like the way my back's been feeling too. It's a lot easier to hold position, especially in that pull right right around the knee. Yeah, pulls tend to be like a controversial topic with a lot of weightlifters, and uh, for some reason they don't think that you should do pulls heavy. Um, and yeah, and I never really got that because I did a ton of heavy pulls when I did powerlifting. And I feel like that translated really well over into weightlifting. And when I got to weightlifting, I was always surprised how weak everyone's back was. You know, they would just use so much leg push off the floor, which you should, but you also have to have a strong back to be able to transfer that power from the legs into the bar. Um, Cause if your back's weak and you just round over, you know, you're just putting the power of your legs into your spine instead of into the barbell. You know, the spine is supposed to be that like the medium that helps you deliver power into the bar. So you you gotta keep it strong, you gotta keep it straight. It's gotta be strong isometrically. Yeah, I was gonna say, I think it was good pairing it with the front squats, like giving the back squats a break after that. Cause we did a pretty good squat cycle right before nationals. So going into the pool cycle with a lot of front squats, I felt like really helped with posture without the, throughout the pools, the cleans, everything. Yeah, I think this poem was really good for me, too, because I feel like that's where I've been struggling at the most. It wasn't so much uh, standing up at the bar, but it was so much pulling it. Like I said, with the snatch today at 105, that's the easiest it's ever felt. And I think just because all those heavy snatch pulls we've been doing off the ground, off the blocks, it's definitely been paying off, and my back's been a lot stronger. Yeah, that 105 flew up today. So your best snatch ever is? 113. 113, and yeah, so that's... You know, that's 90%, a little over 90%, right? Yeah, it's probably floating around 92, 93. Nice. Oh, so I don't, I don't think anybody knows who you are. So you want to give a little introduction on who you are? Um, yeah, so my name is Zach Norman. Uh, I'm actually a recruiter for United States Army. I've been in the Army for six years. Uh, George actually is the one that got me into weightlifting back in 2019 when him and I were stationed together up in Alaska. Um, now that... I'm out in recruiting. I picked up weightlifting pretty seriously now. I finally got into competing because um, I'm not underneath the stresses of my actual job in the Army, which is infantry. So now I can really focus on training, getting stronger and resting and getting the proper nutrition uh, around the clock. Yeah, it makes a difference. Um, even George's strength has kind of skyrocketed quite a bit since he hasn't had to go on rough runs and all that mm. so often. Um, but yeah, that's a lot of, that's a lot of stress that you got to adapt to doing all that and weightlifting. Mm. Oh, absolutely. Especially with the early mornings. I mean, a lot of times you're not eating breakfast before PT, you're getting breakfast in between PT and going to work after an hour. And then you're on your feet all day long, running around, trying to get a workout in either in between lunch or in the afternoon. And by that point, 
your legs are just toasted from the workout that day, and especially later on in the week after you've been running twice, three times a week and rucking and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, that's rough. But uh, so back to pulling. Um, I think one of the big things I remember Glenn talking about before he died, um, he had, uh, I don't remember what the name of their, oh, it was Pendele Wad is what he was calling it. And they were on like Train Heroic or something. And uh, it was him and Seb on the podcast and they were talking about how much pulling that they were doing in their training. And that really made a difference with all these people that they had on their team that's just hitting PRs over and over. Um, so, you know, it's kind of interesting that everyone's so close-minded about, you know, doing heavy pulls and weightlifting. Uh, but I definitely think that there is a, there is a spot for them. Yeah, not only do you get like the physical adaptation of the strength aspect, but you also get that men- that mental adaptation where you're pulling that heavy weight in the snatch position or even like the clean position with the same grip, the same type of push off the floor. That when you go back to your normal percentages, it's almost like it's it's almost like it's nothing. It's like it's like even lighter. So like for example, going from like those heavy clean pulls on Saturday, and then the following week on Wednesday going into just the classic competition lifts percentages that were like in the mid 80 ranges probably felt like they were 70 70 percent range physically and mentally just because the confidence boost from those heavy pulls that saturday before yeah yeah and i guess the argument against doing heavy pulls is that it's not the same technique you know you're practicing a different you know a different pattern because you're over 110 percent of your actual competitive lift but you know, I, I get that and it makes sense. And you, when you're doing like heavy pulls, because I think we even went up to like 85% of your best deadlift, um, which is way above, you know, 110% of your best clean for most people at least. But, uh, you know, you just, you got to get strong. I mean, there's no way you can get around that. Sometimes you just have to lift heavy weight and get strong. I remember that was uh, going back to Glenn. He was talking to, uh, he was talking to, uh, why am I drawing a blank on his name? The guy that coaches Kyle Pierce at uh, LSU Shreveport. He started the weightlifting program there and coached Kendrick Ferris among, you know, a couple other ones. You know, Jared Fleming was out there, Susie Sanchez, um, and then a couple other uh, bigger guys, Cody, uh, Cody something. But uh, Glenn asked him, he says, so Kyle, why do you do back squat and not front squat and keep it more specific to weightlifting? And then Kyle's answer was, well, you got to get strong. And he just kind of kept it simple like that because, you know, front squat's great and everything, but you just can't lift as much weight on a front squat as you can on a back squat. So you got to do back squats to get strong. And I kind of feel the same way about pulls. Yeah, even with that, though, you think about we as weightlifters we do high bar so the positioning is pretty similar to a front squat as far as like muscle activation goes would you agree or so sorry say that one more time so like as weightlifters we do high bar back squat so the as far as bar placement goes and like the range of motion it would be pretty similar to like the same muscles that would be used during a front squat would you agree or Mm, i think that comes down like individual uh just like person to person a little bit, but definitely more than a low bar back squat. Um, but like, let's use, uh, for an example, this is one of the guys that was always kind of surprising to me was Ben Abbott. 
um, who was the strength coach at Winthrop, and now he's down in game. No, where is he going? He's coaching down in, I don't know, Texas? Louisiana, I think. Oh, Louisiana, okay. Um, but he uh, he could front squat and stay in the right position, but when he would back squat, he would be way over the bar, uh, like get the hips way back. And he actually got his squat stronger by doing split squats. So, you know, he was a very individual person. So I don't know, like his back squat was definitely not the same as his, you know, clean. It was just a completely different movement just because he had such a different proportions than, you know, your, I don't want to say your ideal weightlifter. I just want to say your, your average weightlifter. Um, but I, I, I think as a general, generality, that's not, that's how to say it, right? Yeah. As a general rule of thumb, uh, that would be right. High bar back squat is pretty close. Um, more transferable. I got a text from Tyree. He's not joining us today. He's got to recover. Uh, so, so no Tyree today. But uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty interesting too. Like after a heavy full cycle. Um, just like, I feel like my squat increases some as well, just because I feel like I can get better leg drive out of the hole in the squat. And then even after a heavy squat cycle, I kind of feel like my pulls can get, my pulls become better just because I'm getting more leg drive as well. So it's kind of curious how sometimes squat and heavy pulls can kind of translate to each other in a sense. Mm. Yeah, I am very interested, uh, to when we do eventually go to more squatting because I've been doing a lot of front squats at 80%, just different ranges between sets and reps. Um, I am interested to see how much stronger my squat has gotten with all, doing all these heavy pulls from deadlift, clean pulls, snatch pulls. It's going to be very interesting to see. Yeah. Yeah. We've been, uh, we've been kind of running a traditional, hmm, like a Russian squat program type thing for front squats. Um, keeping most of it around 80% and kind of adjusting, kind of going back and forth between four sets of two and, as like the D-low day and then inching those reps up. I think you even got up, the most we've gotten up so far is three sets of five at 80%. Mm -hmm. So, you know, really that's not pushing the squats too hard. You know, the three sets of five at 80% on front squat is pretty challenging, um, but it's definitely not, uh, it's, it's like a maintenance phase because mm -hmm. it's just once a week. But Well, it kind of fits in nicely too because it's after uh, our cleans that we're doing that. So your legs are kind of a little, they're warmed up, they're a little taxed already, especially from the week as well. So it's not like it's the first thing you're doing, your legs are fresh. So you are practicing getting your legs uh, to move while uh, fatigued. Yeah, I agree with that too. I really think it was a good placement as well because we're doing um, that power day where it's kind of the power snatch from power position and then the power clean with the power jerk. So then following that with the front squats allow for a greater stimulus clean wise where we could use the clean to focus on power production and then use the front squat to focus on like the whole range of motion and strength aspect of it and endurance as well. Yeah, this has been a pretty fun phase. Uh, the uh, next week we are doing the Southeastern Championships. So it'll be fun to kind of see how this three months have kind of translated over into uh, competition. So after the Southeastern Championships, which is next week, uh, today we actually hit the openers for that competition. So uh, 
Zach, you hit uh, 105 and 130, which are pretty good openers. George, you hit uh, 120, 155 as your openers, uh, which are, they're inching up, which is good. Um, so I think you guys are looking fresh for next week, and then we'll start a new training method and or a training uh, training phase, and then go into the. Uh, I don't. They can't really call them the state championships. What are they? They call them the WSO championships. Yeah, because it's a mixture between North and South Carolina. Yeah. Um, yeah. So something like that. Yeah, weightlifting state organization championships, and that's out by you, right? That's out in Hickory. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so that's what we're going to be trying to do as a team. We're just going to try to get some more competitions in more often uh, and have some fun with that. Uh, we got a little bit of change in schedule with the podcast. So last week we didn't we didn't get a uh, an episode out, but this week we'll have a short one. Um, and we need to figure out a new routine. Um, maybe we'll figure that out after the WSO cha- championships. What do they call it? Do they call it the WSO championships? We should look that up. Yeah, I think that's the new title now is WSO because uh, weren't they talking about like going back and forth between hosting like in North Carolina one year and then South Carolina the next year or was that a different competition? Yeah, the Southeastern Championships, I know that they're going um, like different areas in the Southeast. Like next year, they're going to uh, uh, Florida with uh, the Praelium, which is Danny Camargo's gym. And then the year after that, I think they're planning on doing it in Atlanta at um, All South Barbell, uh, which is Andy uh, Coggins' gym. Um, and then I don't think they planned out any further than that. I guess this WSO Championships, that's the first time they've had it in Hickory. Yeah. It's officially called Carolina's State Championship. Uh, it's the local WSO meet. Carolina's state championship. Yep, that'll work. Um, that'll be a fun one to do. So this will be the first one that they've run like that. I think um, uh, they've just changed over like the leadership of the WSO. I think in North Carolina, it used to be Walt, Dan Rose, and um, another guy in Raleigh. And I can't remember his name that ran the the LWC. And then in South Carolina, there was a guy out in garage barbell um, that ran the WSC in South Carolina. Uh, but South Carolina is always kind of lagged behind, just not quite as popular as North Carolina, as far as like attendance to the state championships or how many athletes we have in South Carolina. So I think putting them both together will be good. Uh, we'll get a nice big crowd for state championships. Cause that's one of the things that I really wish they would do more of in uh, in weightlifting because like right now you have a local meet which could be you know in a crossfit gym or not even like not very well organized which i'm not saying that they should be all perfectly organized there's a place for small meets um but then like the next step after that is like this huge production of the american open series i feel like that's a big step to go from like um, a small, like little gym, local meet to this huge stage of an American Open Series meet. Um, I feel like a bigger state championships type meet, like, would be a better stepping stone because at the state championships meet, they're going to be organized. 
they're going to have, um, you know, a certain level of organization and excitement about it, but it's still not going to be as big as the stage, uh, as a, like AO series or definitely AO finals. So I think the WSOs would be a good stepping stone. Um, so I'm excited to go to that one too. And I think that was the idea behind, uh, you know, like the, the Southeastern championships too, is just a, just another intermediate competition. Um, more chances to progress. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to add on to what you were talking about too, with adding these competitions now and it's throwing something in the middle. Uh, so it's like you guys talked about before in the past, uh, that opens up your goal setting because in the past you can talk about how you're just going to go to this local comp, try to hit these weights, try to place here at this local competition, and then in training try to work towards get into the American Open and whatnot. Now you have a goal in between that because now you can throw that Southeastern Championships or Carolina State Championship in between and try to place well there or look well there. And now you're kind of getting a better gauge on where you're at in competition instead of just going local meet to local meet and just kind of seeing the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Just like you said, you know, better stepping stones to achieve your goals. Um, So I like that a lot. Um, yeah, so that's really what's been going on uh, these past few weeks. We're excited to do the competition. Uh, so it's going to be up at Sugar Creek Brewery, the Southeastern Championships. And um, I think it's in conjunction with CrossFit and Mecklenburg. And so it's always a fun time. You go out there, compete. If you compete, you might even get like a free beer ticket. So if you would like some Sugar Creek beer, that's pretty good. And then... Um, couple weeks later, go to the WSO championships in Hickory. And uh, yeah, then after that, what do we got? AO finals is the next. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Where is AO finals this year? Atlanta, right? Atlanta. Yep. Nice and close. We can drive down there. Yeah. So we'll have to get some more team members qualified and then take a road trip. Yep. I like that idea. When is that? December? Yeah. Usually like the first weekend in December. You know, December 2nd to December 10th or somewhere in there is usually when it happens. Um, and that's a that's a fun meet. And Atlanta's a cool city. Uh, I'm not sure where they're having it, but if you can always go check out. Last time I went there, they're, uh, they had like the Olympic Park kind of closed off. But it would be cool to go see the 96 Olympic Park. They've got like a big, uh, uh, not a carousel, a uh, Ferris wheel mm. that kind of goes up pretty high and then you can overlook the Olympic park. Um, so that's a pretty fun time. All right. So I think that's all we got today. Um, all right, uh, Zach, where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram at underscore Zach Norman underscore. All right. And George, where can people find you? At George 81 KG or at the house of weightlifting page. And check us out at houseofweightlifting.com and uh, we'll figure out a new uh, new setup. This episode we were doing outside and we've got kids running around and lots of noises and we didn't uh, we tried to set up real quick so we're over here standing but standing is not good to do after training so we uh, we'll keep it short today and that'll be it. Thanks for listening.